Let us pray. Gracious loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the gift of your word, and we give you thanks for this chance that we have to receive it. Um, God, guide us that we may indeed receive you and share you with others. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Good evening, friends, and welcome to a both slightly delayed and mildly rushed edition of Scripture Talk. I am Pastor Trey Comstock. I have to be on in a different session in 45 minutes. Um, so here we go one more time. Uh, with me as ever is... Sister Brady Dudley. Pastor Scott Ketchot. And brother Stacy Tyler. On the ones and twos. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about scripture. Uh, specifically, we talk about the scripture that we're going to be preaching on um, over the course of the week. Um, we have been, let we are here back in the studio, um, in part because I am no longer sick, um, and in part Yay. because we have been let out of Facebook jail. Yay! Yay. That does mean uh, I have not yet done the studio upgrades. Um, you can actually see the boxes for the studio upgrades um, over Scott's shoulder. Uh, if you are watching on the video version, that is all the parts um, for a camera five. Um, we're about to be a uh, five camera rig. Um, there's about to be uh, a camera on each host um, and then a camera that kind of looks down on the three the hosts. Sky the sky cam. It's going to be kind of a wide <laughs> shot um, yeah. uh, because I realized Sydney had a camera she hadn't used in years and so then I bought all the hardware I needed to. Anyway, it's going to be great. Um that's coming next week. Yeah, I realized I need to like I need to actually machine something. I need to take a part to my shop and I need to just cut metal out of it using a drill press, um, which I could not accomplish this week. Anyways, um, our scripture reading this evening is appropriate uh, for the season. It is Luke chapter four verses one through thirteen. It is the temptation of Christ according to Luke. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up so you will not dash your foot on a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished, finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. Dot, dot, dot. Judas, dot, dot, dot. So one of the things, this is so, spoilers, right? Or like to lift the curtain a little bit. Um, this is a scripture that should come up once a year because it is one of those scriptures that ends up in the traditional plot of the Christian year. So you're always going to hear Advent. You're always going to hear Christmas. You should at some point hear about the baptism of Jesus. Then you should hear back-to-back. You should hear Transfiguration, which is always the Sunday before Lent, um, and the Temptation of Christ, which is always the first Sunday of Lent. Then at the end of Lent, you should definitely hear about the Last Supper. You should hear about the crucifixion. If you don't, 
really need to think about that. You should hear about the resurrection. Um, and then uh, about 50 days later, you should hear Pentecost. Um, and then the really sneaky one that does you don't always catch is um, at, the at, at the end of the Christian year, you should always hear about Christ as the king. Because mm-hmm. the end of the Christian year is the reign of Christ our king. That's New Year's Eve. It's Christian New Year's Eve. Um, so this is one you're going to hear about every year. More or less, uh, depending on what gospel we're pulling from this year. This year happens to be a Luke year. Um, And so we're pulling from Luke. And so particularly in Luke, uh, but really part of the temptation is Jesus is not being tempted to do bad things. None of the things here are objectively bad. It is not bad to pray for food when you are hungry. It is not bad to be the ruler of the world, assuming you are going to be a just ruler, um, a good ruler, a ruler that is unlikely to invade Ukraine, for instance. Uh, You could be a better ruler Hmm. than that. Um, Hmm. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm not wrong. Um, (laughs) No purgatory. No purgatory. uh, War criminals go straight to hell. That is a quote. (laughs) I might as well give context for this quote since we are talking about it. This is what the uh, Ukrainian uh, ambassador to the United Nations said to the Russian ambassador to the United Nations in a security council session. So I'll do my best Russian accent uh, because they are kind of Russian. Uh, And Russia wants them to be more Russian. Um, uh, War criminals do not go to purgatory. They go straight to hell. Uh, And in the morning we find Morrison's quote. I mean, yeah, it's kind of that. Um, being Jesus being ruled of the world is not a bad idea, right? Except it's not what God wants him to do, right? And so this is all that these temptations are far subtler than do I invade Ukraine or not? Um, that should be a pretty unsubtle thing. Do I do whatever sin of the moment? I'm just particularly mad at Vladimir yeah. Putin. Um, it's okay. He's going to, his hackers will now take our show. We will actually get thrown in Facebook jail um, because Vladimir Putin will hack our Facebook. I will not have Facebook, so I would okay. Who knows? Um, so this is not, the, none of these temptations are objectively bad. What makes them temptations is that they are not what God's purpose for Christ is. And Christ is very clear about that. You know, I uh, think that that's uh, one of the things we sometimes miss when we're thinking about sin. Uh, humanistically, we, we tend to look at it and think about sin as being consistently evil and bad things. When the reality of it is it means missing the mark and the mark being what God wants us to do and uh-huh. be. And so sometimes good things, if it's not what you're supposed to be doing, can be wrong. So let's talk about Judas then. Okay. So let's talk about Judas. Okay. Yeah. So um, we know Judas is the bad guy. And I'm not disagreeing with this, right? Yeah. He is the bad guy. But let's look at objectively what Judas's actions are. Um, who does he hand Christ over to? The temple. The temple. According to the Old Testament, what should Judas do when the chief priest comes knocking and asks him to do something? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, right? Yeah. And, and so... And, and arguably, I have always thought that Judas, in some ways, when you look at hindsight, how he reacted to what ultimately happened, that maybe he thought he was acting in a way yeah, that knows? would bring... We don't really know. But, so, but we know that, like, we know Satan's involved. But yeah. I suspect it's a temptation just like these, yeah, right? The, the, that it was a temptation not to do... I, I mean, it's a bad thing. He yeah. sells out Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he sells out Jesus. <laughs> but literally like, Jesus. Literally yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But 
he is doing what the temple wanted him to do. Like, yeah, it is the course. representatives of the chief priest and that do it. that was a good yeah, thing. Of, co- of course, that whole little... He had some little f- red flags there. Jesus talking about, is Neil Satan me among you? You're going to turn me over? He gets paid to do it. I'm not... But, I, but, am not I am not defending <laughs> Judas. I am merely pushing us to think about what temptation is in a broader spectrum of what temptation is because it is not just do I go for the wine women in song or not yeah so so realistically then what we're saying yes there are sins and everything we totally run off the bat get her evil but sometimes temptation comes of just to get you off of what it is God's wanting you to In do. In other words, getting off the will of God. Yes. 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 Exactly. That's it. That is it. And anything other than the will of God is sin. Missing yes, the mark. mark. Is missing the mark. And it's potentially doing harm either to your life or to the life of others. Even if it is, because often, like, you know, anyone with a relatively grounded moral compass knows not to randomly kill people. We might have thoughts. I have had thoughts today uh, about some people that I might, you know, um, wish to harm. Um, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. But I knew they were wrong, right? But the subtler temptations, and as you move along your Christian journey, the temptations become subtler, right? Um, one of the things, the way Satan, um, the way the adversary is portrayed, um, is often when the adversary shows up, it's an offer that sounds real good. Let's go back to Eve. Let's go back to Eve. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, sure. I get. It looked good for food. It looks good for food. Um, humans are, you know, part of free will is an innate curiosity. Um, it wasn't, she, the snake did not look at her and go, this man that God has given you is an absolute numbskull. And let's be clear, if Satan had said that, he would have been speaking truth. Adam is an absolute numbskull. He was right there. He was right there. Happen. You can insult Adam to his face. He's that dumb. Um, this this guy's a numbskull. Pick up the rock and strike him in the head. You're better off without him. And she might be. Um, that is not, but like that would be objectively wrong. Instead, the snake comes at her with a far more sneaky thing. You're naturally curious, right? Yeah. You're kind of hungry, right? That yeah. fruit looks good, right? Yeah. All fruit's good for you. Oh, right. Okay. Sure. Because he took Jesus, uh, uh, going back to the scripture. Uh, please. See, <laughs> by all means. Um, don't stop Satan now. Knew, Satan knew how uh, hungry Jesus was. Right. Uh-huh. And all he had to do was just either speak to a rock, touch a rock, right. or whatever. And what's wrong with that? And nothing wrong with that. And he's, take, objectively, he's using wrong scripture. With that. But he's using yes. scripture out of context. Uh, uh. Hmm. Uh. So Satan does what some Christians do. Do when they take scripture, or out of what context. a lot of like Ooh. really evil organizations do, right? right? The Ku Klux Klan uses scripture to brown. It thinks of itself as a scripturally based organization. Huh? Yeah. I wonder about how they're using those scriptures out of context. Right? Yeah. Uh, so it's important to have scripture in its proper context, according to the verse, according to the paragraph, the book, and scripture as a whole. Uh-huh. But yet, in this, what in this? Uh, the scene, what always also hits me interesting is Satan is also coming with this, well, let me give you something that I have the offer to give. He's a great drug dealer. Yeah. Uh-huh. And 
Well, I think what happens is, you know, had Jesus not understood his identity and right. knew that that was already his, he might have fallen for that. And I think that's what happens to Christians a lot of times with temptation, not realizing their identity in Christ and that what they're being tempted with is something that they probably already have access to or at least have better when they stay in the will of God. Or uh-huh. are called upon to do in a different way. Yeah. Right, so I think about that, you know, not, why does, well, I don't know why Project G650 sticks with me to the way it does, but I think about those kinds of, like, m- like mega-evangelist projects where you end up with a private jet. This is the kind of way you end up with a private jet for your ministry. Because you, you come at it, right? So, like, I can do this A to B to C, right? Because, you know, fundamentally I do the same job they do. I just, you know, haven't had my teeth fixed. And I'm not going <laughs> to pay to have my hair done. I'm not going to pay that much money on my hair. Oh, shit. Um, but oh, I did the same job. you got going, man. It's great, you know. The, he- <laughs> the headphones help because it kind of pushes everything. Um, it's beautiful. Um, although my hair looks really red because the camera's keying yeah. off the yeah. floor. Um, and doesn't realize that I'm white. I'm not oh. sure what the camera thinks is white right now, but doesn't think I'm white. Um, this camera thinks I have a skin color that I don't think exists in the human range. Oh um, this, this is pretty I think it's there. keying off of this, and it should be keying <laughs> yeah, off of me. Yeah, Because, like, my shirt is white, but, like, what on earth is What's that? that? What is yeah. that? Anyways. I was no saying mayonnaise. It's dark. Um, it's it's, it's awful. Um, <laughs> mildly better than this. Um, but uh, so I, like, I, could, I can make that sales pitch, right? Yeah. Mm. Well, we, we want to do international because I have sold international mission projects and they, they whether you're doing it on private jets or commercial jets they're all expensive it's just the scale of expensive right so I used to travel around and I used to pitch international missions right I'm going to go to Kenya and we're going to be working in this village and this village is a Protestant chaplain but he's looking a Catholic chaplain but he's looking for a Protestant partner um, and so it's going to cost me this much to stay alive and it's going to cost me this much it's going to cost me like $2,000 to get to Kenya my travel expenses not counting staying alive weirdly that was less money it cost me more money to get there than it did to stay alive once i got there right um but you could say but like i could get there faster um and uh and better if i had like uh if i could fly first class right then i could sleep on the plane and i could arrive more ready to go right that sounds reasonable but that moves your travel price from like two grand to like seven grand um and then you could think well you know we've got this whole ministry team we're gonna take um and we don't want to deal with like our bags getting lost and our logistics so we need a book we need to charter a jet okay charting a jet for the international flight by the way is fifteen thousand dollars an hour um an hour of airtime okay um but if we had our but own we had our jet, own. we wouldn't have to borrow anybody. We could leave at our own timetable. We uh, wouldn't have uh, to. Ma- think of how much more convenient. Ladies and gentlemen, be. I'd like to announce to you Project G650. If the God, the Lord is with us today, we are going to get the $65 million. I don't know what this character is. $65 million. Just send us your checks to Comstock Ministry. And you will be richly blessed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and it kind of plays into, uh, you know, not just in temptation, not just twisting, but like, uh, so Jeannie mentioned in here, some people weaponize scripture. Uh-huh, right? You can uh-huh. take truth and use it. I just did, right? I just did it. Way and right, beat like, them over the head. All yeah. those scriptures about, like, if you give in, you will be blessed, yeah. right? And let, and let me use that scripture to project G650. I need $65 million 
is we are going to have a machine for the kingdom. And people fall for that. And people fall for that all the time, right? Like if we got my teeth fixed and my uh, hair fixed, we might have a sales pitch, friends. Lord. <laughs> but luckily, Jesus. But luckily, Jesus didn't. Because, <laughs> he, because, he, because that's no, actually, I, like, Jesus is being offered Jesus G650. Yeah. Right? Like, here. Here's the kingdom of the world. Like, take it. Right? And, and, and like, he could, and it's basically like, hi, be the Roman emperor. Hi. You want to be the emperor? The emperor of Rome, there is already someone who rules the whole earth right now in the context of this. Right. Not all of it, but, you know, a larger percentage than anyone ever had before, and it was Caesar. It was the emperor. Um... And so, you know, Satan kind of looks at it, hey, there's this really evil guy. And the emperor, I think I've said this before when we've talked about the scripture, but like, the emperor's terrible. Kills people, random wars, especially going to put Jesus to death. Jesus doesn't say dead, but the emperor doesn't know that. Um, and so, hi, Jesus, you want to be the Roman emperor? It's a heck of a thing. A lot of people will not die. And I think what's a cool thing that we see here in this Jesus doesn't get caught up in arguments. He doesn't nope. get caught up with justifying. He just, because of having a full understanding of Scripture in context, like we're talking about, uh -huh. responds with the Scriptures that put it in its proper right. context and shows what is the best choice. But yes, God has a lot of strength and power out there for you, especially if you are staying within the will of God. Right? It's not that God doesn't love you when you're not following after God's will, nothing can separate you from the love of God, not even your inclination th towards screw-ups or private jets, right? Like, none of this is going to separate you from the love of God. Um, my jokes about Putin aside, Eve, God even loves Vladimir Putin. I just don't think God likes Vladimir Putin at the moment. I certainly don't. Um, but God loves all of us, um, including the most evil among us. Now, right? if you go down further in the scripture, now, we talk about scripture, how powerful it is. Mm -hmm. Now, even Satan had his hand in quoting scripture oh, too. Right, just yes. badly. Or just out of context. Actually, well, just out of context. Uh-huh. Go um, twisted scripture. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go it, twisted it, scripture. It, Twisting great. God's words to say. Try to you come want. out of songs. Project G650! <laughs> now, I know the G650 is a little bit, but what if we start smaller? Say like an ice cream truck. You know, ice cream truck running around. No, they got one of them the little community. Honda Jets. Yeah. It fits like four people. It's great. Get an ice cream truck. We can get one of them limousines, but a used one. It's, it's got a bar limousine. in it too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. How would it serve communion? Yes. Uh, in the back. Yes. I, I, I can tell you who does all the Project G650, and that's Kenneth Copeland. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Again, like there are, I, I, and I pick on Creeflow because it's funny. Um, honestly, um, and but because I look at that, and it is one of those like it is objectively stupid and asinine, but it's not evil. It, it doesn't look evil yeah, on the outset of it, right? A person owning a private jet isn't inherently evil, but a person thinking that the will of God is that poor people need to give them money in order for them to have a private jet worth tens of millions of dollars does start to wonder about their ability to truly discern the will of God in the same way that Jesus is discerning the will of God here? Or have they given in to these sneaky and subtle temptations that often beset those who try to do good things in ministry? So this is why we have to have a strong sense of the word, uh -huh. yeah. discernment of what's was smoking and what ain't smoking. It also is, uh, um, uh, and Jesus doesn't need this, but we probably do, um, other people to look at you and tell you you're an idiot. 
Hmm. Yeah. Um, real, we call this accountability partners. Uh-huh. Um, but everyone should have an accountability. You should. Everyone should be uh, 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 deep in the Word. Um, obviously, that helps Jesus. Everyone should be filled with the Spirit that's coming right after Jesus' baptism. This helps uh-huh. um, because we are not Jesus and we are not the Word incarnate. Yeah. We should also have someone in your life who can look at you and go, "You're an idiot," um, and you'll listen to them. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, because because so. that's the thing about temptation. I mean, you know, for temptation to be really temptation there has to be something there that is appealing right and not just necessarily appealing to our baser selves right but appealing to that in us that wants to do good yeah right hi jesus would have made a great emperor he could have done a lot of good but that was not god's will that was not the kind of king god called him to be and so he turns it down and even just the one of make this stone into bread aren't you hungry i mean that that's that's literally a need that the human body has. Right. Now, he was called out there to fast. Right. But again, so, like, we're told so the Lord we're provides. Yeah. Th- the lily Thank of the field yes. is all her splendor. Yeah. Worry not about today. God will God take care of me. God yes. will take care in every way through so all the it, ways. So if it wasn't Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow, yeah. he sets a table before Thank me in the you. presence of mine enemies. That's why he said, man should not live by bread alone. alone. Because he knew he had been called out by the Holy Spirit right. was supposed Thank you. to be in a time of fasting. Uh-huh. Otherwise, there would have been absolutely nothing wrong with him doing that. There you go. And there is nothing wrong with any of this. I've had my life saved by God. I didn't yeah. literally jump off of a thing, um, but I've had my life saved by God. I've been, I've been, you know, in a particularly in a ministry context, right? I, you know, I remember um, I was running, I was running um, documents and laptops through the poorest neighborhood in South America at night. It's not a it's not my best laid plan, um, but it, it was not like I wasn't the one who screwed up. It was just one of those like we got jammed. Someone had to run these. I was in the best position to run them because um, where I was going and I, I don't know if these are still active spots, but I'm not going to blow up the spot I was going to where I was going anyways was the best place to put these. And I was being followed. Right. I was able to shake that tail. I had a, a plan of if I was attacked, how I was going to deal with that tail. But I was spared, right? I, yeah. And that, but I, in that way, like I was in some ways putting God to the test, right? It was kind of like leaping off the thing. But we were jammed. This was the, the, the we shouldn't have ended up in that situation. It's not my fault why we did. Um, I shouldn't have. I know I shouldn't be running. I shouldn't be running passports and laptops through Banyado Sur at ten o'clock at night. It's just dumb. Um, but sometimes you end up in those situations and I was spared, right? Like I was yeah. able, by the power of God, I was able to shake those tails. Um, I'm not great at shaking tails. I'm slow and very white. Um, I don't know if this has come up recently on this show. I'm very white. Um, and just, in South just America, look at the brightness confusion. I'm also taller. I'm not a particularly tall man. I'm just taller than the average citizen of Paraguay. Um, and so I am large in, in the Paraguayan context. I am very large and very white. You um, look like a pearl with red hair. <laughs> uh, we have an interesting uh, <laughs> comment that I think uh, brings up a good question too. It talked about, and you know, we we're talking about how people use scripture that it can be confusing to non-believers, which makes me then wonder uh, where a Christian's responsibility is in the proper use of scripture, so think, or even when seeing other people using it incorrectly. So, uh, two things. One, I always think we Christians' instinct is always to lead with scripture, and I think that with with non-Christians, and I think that's a I think that is a bad plan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've talked about this before. It's not that I devalue scripture. It's that to a non-believer, it's just a book, or, or they don't have a context. They don't have a context yeah. for it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, scripture says, "Well, I don't care." So I always want to start with like, "Hey, here's what God's done for me." 
Um, or here's what I, here's amazing thing. Even if it's uh, my personal story, but like here's amazing things I've seen God do. Here's the transformative work that God has done in my life, right? And and then and see here's where God talks about this, or Christ talks about this, or Paul talks about this in the scripture, and use that as a window in. And so um, I. It's not that I don't think scripture is important. I spend a lot of my life with it. I just don't think it's the, I don't think it's what you lead with. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, um, there, you do need to offer those correctives. Um, you just need to do it in a way that people can hear. Right. And then this happens on this show, right? Like I, you know, I, we, we love the, I love when Stacy leads with, I heard on YouTube. Right. Uh, Cause all I'm thinking is here we go. Um, was that a cat video? Was it? But because like, <laughs> they, those are the opportunities to offer those correctives of yeah, you can make if you an irresponsible reading of scripture can make scripture say a thousand things. Yeah. Um. But the correctives we offer either in the one on one or in the broader scope has to still be in ways that people will hear. And having loud shouted arguments, um, at football games is just not it's not going to be the way. It goes to one of those uh, early lessons in speech classes and uh, things of that nature, uh, knowing your audience. Yes. Yeah. I, we were, I mean, we were talking about this at some point recently in a ministry team meeting of like, yeah. um, we are in, oh, it was at Theology on Tap um, after hours. Um, it was at the after party for Theology on Tap, but it is like, um, you've got to, we do have a responsibility to the truth, but we also have a responsibility to the truth that people can hear, that people can absorb. Mm-hmm. Um, and, for Christ here in the temptation, he has absorbed the truth. He's literally the truth, right? Um, and so we are seeing this kind of defeat of evil, right? This is Jesus, a lot, this is one of those things where you see Jesus calling a shot, right? Um, I've used the Babe Ruth analogy before, but like, um, where he, this is him calling a shot, saying, Satan, you think you can win this. You can't. You can't tempt me. I'm just going to do the thing and you can't. And what happens with the, with the, his death and resurrection is you can't stop me. I'm just going to do this thing. I am God because I've decided to do this. The how is interesting, but it's already done friends. And what happens. So I have a a monkey wrench question for you guys. Do you think as Christians, when we do sin, um, it, Maybe upsets God or hurts God more than the non-Christian. I I feel like there's scripture. There is like, I don't know if it is scripture because my word for word memory is bad. But that is one of those things we say. I don't. We don't. The, 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 unless there is scripture and someone's going to quote me on it, and I'm and I'm happy to. Uh, I'm happy uh, for someone to correct me. I I who knows right. Um, Probably not any more or less than anyone else. Uh, we, we do, we do see examples of Jesus uh, being disappointed in the same way a parent gets disappointed in not seeing a well, kid we in, reach we their... Seen, uh, we saw yeah, it on Sunday Scripture, uh, right? Reach uh, their fullest potential. How, how long am I going to have to deal Give with y'all? here, let me do it. But yeah. he still holds love, still offers forgiveness, and... Uh, when we do get it, we get to see amazing yeah. things. We see what goes on from Jesus leaving in here. Saw a good example of it yesterday. Uh, the three of us were at a uh, prayer meeting. Yeah. There was an interesting thing there that I just I just loved. It was, uh, you know, we were there, uh, Trey and I. It was still a predominantly African American. We were the only white dudes. Uh, do it's healthy. But, and there was a healthy Catholic nun there. Yeah. And there was an interesting point where she got up and she shared some stuff that Pope Francis had asked about people praying and Ash Wednesday and all of that and nobody rolled its eyes nobody said anything and to me what just really hit me that was really cool the leading pastor uh shout out to uh 
Pastor Moffat, yeah. looks at her and says, tell Pope Francis that we are joining with you yes. in yeah. prayer. Yeah. And that was that was just an awesome moment because yeah. that is what the core of all of this is about. Jesus went through this temptation to then go to the cross for everyone as no respecter of persons and for us to be one body. And that's what in that brief yeah. glimpse uh-huh. we saw was Christians coming together scripturally to pray for the same thing. And there was unity, not squibbling of oh, who cares what yeah, the Pope yeah, right. said. Yeah, yeah. It was just great. It was yeah, great. Beautiful. beautiful. That's probably as good a place setting to bring this show in for a landing. I also have another uh, thing I have to do at the church at a different location in 14 minutes. Um, so we'll be back uh, next Monday with another episode of Scripture Talk. Um, if you have any feedback uh, for this show or any of our shows, you can leave a comment here on Facebook. We can read it again. It's great. Um, you can <laughs> post a comment over on our YouTube channel. You can leave a comment on our website, uh, palestinegrace.com slash videos. You can email us, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. Like I said, we'll be back next week, Monday, 6 p.m.-ish, uh, with another edition. Um, also, uh, if you need an audio-only version of this podcast, it is available after the fact tonight. This one's probably going to go up Tuesday morning. Um, I got a, I'm going to be real tired by the time marriage class is over. Um, I just search scripture talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. Um, also remember, go in peace, love and serve the Lord. Fear not, stay well. God is with us. Oh man, God, an hour and 15 minutes left in this 14 hour day. God, you're going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Leave. Project D650. Send in your donations today. Hey, you will be You will be blessed. What do you think we should get the ice cream truck, though? That's not about I want the bar in the limo.